Hey everyone, welcome once again to the Hands-On Theology Podcast, where we try to take the theology of the Bible and apply it in practical ways to our everyday lives. I am John Davis. I'm the senior minister at Columbia Christian Church in Columbia, Kentucky. Uh, I'm here with my longtime host now. I'm Jennifer. I'm John's wife. Uh, And we've got a special guest for our topic today. Uh, Today we want to talk about how Christians should use social media in light of what the Bible calls us to be. Uh, And so we ask uh, my good friend Clay Turner to be on the podcast. Clay is uh, a celebrity Instagram influencer and a, 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 you know, super duper popular Twitter uh, character. No, um, Clay's got a lot of different roles. Uh, One of the things that Clay does uh, here connected with our lives is Clay helps out with the youth here at the church. Uh, but I asked Clay specifically to be on this podcast because uh, in the time that I've gotten to know Clay, uh, he displays a um, significant maturity in the ways that he uses social media and the ways that he thinks about this stuff. So I wanted to have him on and have him share his insights as well. Clay, tell us a little bit about yourself, especially for those who might be listening to this who don't know you at all. Okay, uh, yes, my name's Clay Turner. I am 28. I'm actually engaged. I am getting married in September. Uh, I am a youth associate minister here, which basically means, people ask me, what does that mean? That means I'm basically the uh, assistant to Adam, the youth minister. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, uh, I have social media. I use it a pretty good amount. I also, talking about podcast. I have a podcast myself that me and two lifelong friends done called the tribe 44 podcast nothing nearly as serious as this basically we just talk we're goofy we talk about sports you know things that doesn't matter that i know pretty well whatever you guys are you guys are pros you're you're like famous yeah uh (laughs) we're okay at it we've got better like anything i'm sure you guys have noticed if you listen to your first podcast to like now the improvements always Mm -hmm. Incredible. And yes, you know, Jennifer was horrible on the first podcast. Oh, hush. And you're talking about, you know, the celebrity online. It tells you how much of a celebrity I am online. I usually follow more than I get followed. So that shows you that I'm the exact opposite of what a celebrity is. <laughs> yeah, you're good. Okay, so today we want to we wanna kind of try to uh, take the theology of the Bible and apply it to something that I think most of us experience in our lives, which is social media. Now, before we get into this... Um, you know, feel free to just turn this off and listen to something else if you're the kind of person who just doesn't do social media, in which case, you know, more power to you. There are times in our lives, there are certain people who are wired a certain way where you could really benefit from uh, just not getting involved in this stuff at all. You can have a wonderful life in many ways without even paying attention to anything that we're going to talk about today, uh, but it's become such a part of our experience as at least Americans uh, in 2021, uh, that we need to ask the question, how does the Bible bear on how we use these things? Uh, and so here's what we're going to do. First, we're going to talk about, um, I just want to go around the table and, and ask each of us, how do you use social media specifically? This can go kind of in any any direction, but tell us uh, what platforms you use and, and why you use them or how you use them. Um, Clay, let's start with you. Uh, I use Twitter... Facebook and Instagram. Twitter for me is kind of like my news place. So like I don't watch the news. So Twitter for me, a lot of times it's sports news, but like it can be any, you know, world news, any type of news. For So for me, Twitter is about the news. Uh, 
Facebook, I like being on there just because you see what people are doing around you. You see maybe people you went to school with, family members. You learn, you know, a positive side is you may learn when someone's sick. You may see an opportunity to pray for someone who says they're struggling with something. Uh, Instagram is, you know, of course, pictures. So you get, get to see a lot of times people, you know, go somewhere, they post a picture. Or if you're like me, you love food, you may see someone post something about food. And then five seconds later, I'm looking up the menu to see what all that place has. Gotcha. Okay, good. Uh, Jennifer. I use Facebook and kind of like Clay said, that is kind of where I get my friend news and family news, like church family news. A lot of people will put stuff on there about a death in the family or someone's sick and then you know to call them. So that's how I get that information. So Facebook can be incredibly helpful to me. Actually, I have a group on Facebook too, and it's just a group of women. And that's sometimes how we share prayer requests and things. And it's a private group so that only we can see it. And that's, that's been really helpful actually. Um, I'm on Pinterest and kind of like what Clay was saying for Instagram. I don't know anything about Instagram really because I've never gotten on it, but it kind of sounds like Pinterest. Like there's a lot of pictures and things like that, but um, that's where I get tons of my recipe ideas for at home. That's almost exclusively what I use it for. And a couple other things, I'll look at things on there, but lots of recipes. Um, I've never gotten on Twitter. I don't really even know how to use that. And I know that sounds crazy, but I just... It was just not anything I ever wanted to get on, so I didn't use it. Um, But where I get my news is I podcast a lot, so I subscribe to several podcasts that are um, more conservative-leaning, and that's just where I get my news. So I podcast a lot um, when I'm doing housework or in the car. That's something that I do. Didn't really think about podcasts, but yeah, I listen to a lot of podcasts, so... Yeah, it it might be helpful that I mention for this discussion today, we're probably going to focus on those things where you can actually interact a little bit more. So, for instance, we probably won't be talking a lot about YouTube or um, podcasts or things like that because we just don't – we we don't interact as much, even though I know there's tons of people who you know put YouTube videos up or whatever. But this is more like uh, the Facebook, Twitter, we Instagram kind of post thing. Post and interact in. Yeah, um, I will tell you. I here in Clay and Jennifer now. I don't think any of us are involved in uh, like TikTok no. or Snapchat or whatever. So if you're interested in conversations on those, this is probably not going to be your your I, jam. I once did Snapchat, but I do not now. Yeah, I have no idea how to do any of those it's, things. I don't either. I've never. I don't it's, know much about them, and I really don't know even how Snapchat to. Snapchat is for do younger that. people. <laughs> okay. I'd, even younger than me, I'm, I'm good. Yeah, I'm, we're millennials, so yeah, I don't I'm know good. if that's a millennial thing or not. I'm, thir- I'm 36, so I'm ancient <laughs> according to all the TikTok, right. TikTokers. They call us. I think they call our age old millennials, like geriatric millennials. I'm pretty sure is what we're called. Yeah, I've heard that. <laughs> that's about as insulting as you can get. I know. Uh, on multiple levels. Uh, so not Clay, me and John. Yeah. <laughs> So um, for me, uh, I'm kind of very specific. I'm mostly on Twitter. Twitter's my main kind of social media that I consume uh, just because there's tons of ministry people that I see on there, and so I can kind of stay up to date on um, what's happening in the ministry world, see links to articles and news and things like that uh, when it comes to pastors and scholars and um, there's a, I get a lot of good book recommendations off of Twitter and things like that. Uh, Facebook, I'm very judicial in what I do on Facebook because I could I could really waste a lot of time I think on there. So um, 
I use Facebook almost exclusively as a way to get things out to people, and I don't really consume much of anything on Facebook myself. Um, if you are my quote-unquote friend on Facebook and I didn't see your recent announcement, that's because I don't see anybody's recent announcements. I, I, I almost unfollow almost every single person on I can Facebook. speak to that because I often am the one telling him, didn't you see this person on Facebook? Like they're in the hospital. They're sick. He's like, nope, I didn't see it. So I have to tell him that usually. Yes. As a pastor, unfortunately, I because of Facebook, I have to have like canaries in the coal mine to tell me what's going on. Uh, but I just have no idea. And it's funny you said that too, because like when I got engaged, I put it on Facebook, you know, and stuff like that. And I, I guess for, I just assumed everyone knew. Like there are people three or four months later to be like, "Someone told me you got engaged. Is that right?" And yeah. I was like, "Oh yeah, I did." Yeah. And like That's you don't funny. think about telling anybody because like I just assumed everyone knew. Yes. So if anybody out there is uh, offended that I didn't like their post, uh, sorry. <laughs> so. Um, but I, I, I only use that as a way to put out stuff. And then I've only just recently got into Instagram, but Instagram is very, very narrow for me. It's only guitar stuff. Instagram is only guitar stuff. And for whatever reason, Instagram really lends itself well to pictures of guitars and guitar videos and me dreaming about all the expensive not, guitars I can't I have not have. went down that rabbit hole, which that's probably not a rabbit hole I will go down. But like, <laughs> it's, very, it's very specific. Uh, so that's how we use social media, okay? So here, uh, another kind of roundtable question, and take this wherever you want, but let's really focus in um, on on ways that we can pull this back toward the Bible. Uh, but how have you seen the Bible affect the way that you use social media, or how have you seen Scripture um, kind of speak into the ways that people do use social media, and, and it's a mistake. So, for example, let me give you a, a one little road that I've been going down lately, is um, in Proverbs, we see over and over again a theme that, uh, let's just use Proverbs ten nineteen as an example, and this is one of many Proverbs that are on this same theme. Proverbs ten nineteen, where there are many words, transgression is unavoidable, but he who restrains his lips is wise. And so if, if you read through Proverbs, you'll see all kinds of things like that, uh, like where words are many, um, folly's not too far behind. Uh, Proverbs 17 talks about whoever restrains his words has knowledge, and if you have a cool spirit, you're a man of understanding. Proverbs 17, 28 says, even a fool who keeps silent is wise, and when he closes his lips, he's deemed intelligent. So one of the ways that I've seen the Bible speak to this and I think we need to think about how it applies in our use of social media, is that we need to be those kind of people who are not the ones who are always out there expressing our opinion, who have to get their words out there, but we're, we're more learners and listeners than we are speakers and you know um, the people who put out there our own opinions and views and stuff like that. What do you guys think? How have you seen the Bible speak into this? For me, it's one of them things when you post something... It's on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Really doesn't matter where you post. Whatever you post, how and what way is it positive, and what way is it negative? So, for example, if you post something complaining about something, if the positive is a lot of people's going to agree with me and like it, then that's probably not the reason you need to. Oh, uh, okay. It. Benefits versus, uh, yeah, I see what you're saying. So, like a lot of times, social media for some people. They just like to get on there and complain about things. For one, you know, as a Christian, how are we getting closer to God when we're just putting stuff on black? Because we all have personal opinions about some things. Yeah. But when 
people who are not Christians, because as Christians, what's our main goal? To get other Christ, other people that are not Christians as Christians. When people see you as a Christian bashing something, bashing people, they're going to be like, well, I don't want to be like that. Yeah. You know, so every time we even post something, we think about when we say, but when we post something, we talk, you know, just in that type of form. But when we do that, how are we leading people to Christ if we're talking bad about others? Because people who aren't Christians, they notice what we do. They notice what we post. Mm -hmm. They notice what we like. People get in trouble on Twitter, for example, when some people who are in high positions like things they, they that they should not be liking. Now, you know, me and John have actually talked about this before. Like, sometimes you can accidentally like something or, you know, on Facebook do something. John, there's people who hate your sermons a lot of weeks, and I don't think they mean to hate your sermons, <laughs> but... You know, yeah. that the, can happen. I get the hate face <laughs> yeah. because they meant to click another button. It's yeah, great. That's yeah. funny. Um, I think that's that's Clay brings up a really good point. And also I think what Clay is saying is you obviously we have strong opinions about things. All three of us at this table, I'm sure if we talked about something, would have a strong opinion about yeah. it. We're but human the, beings, the, we have different we have we all have opinions on different topics. Exactly. And I know just between the three of us from knowing us we are opinionated people, yeah. for sure. But the best forum for discussing a very opinionated topic is sometimes not on Instagram or no. Facebook or whatever. Because that it's a very easy way to detach yourself from how the other human being on the other side of that is feeling. And you can just say whatever you want without any repercussions. Well, that's not true. There are repercussions to that. Um, if, if you're going to have a very serious discussion about something, I, w- I would encourage you doing that one-on-one with somebody because then they can respond. And there's a discussion instead of just a rant about what you think and feel. Or even just a phone call. You mm-hmm. know, just, but yeah, on, online is not the time or place right. to do that. Yeah, and there, there's so much lost uh, that you can't communicate with uh, body language, with facial expressions, with tone, mm-hmm. um, like the actual tone of the sound of your voice that you just can't communicate on there. Um, and especially if your opinion, um, let's say it's it's more than opinion for you, let's say that it's a conviction. If your goal is to persuade people, well, the, the online space of social media is a really poor place to persuade. Yeah. Right. It's not a... I don't think a lot of people... That is their point a lot of times is even to persuade. It's just to project how they feel about a certain topic for themselves. And, yeah, not persuasion. It's I don't think the goal of that is maybe a heart. The heart level issue there is of concern for sure. And a lot of times you see on social media people may, like, you know, try bash someone. And people can come and be like, that away, go get them or something like that. Mm-hmm. You're not going to convince somebody by bashing something like you know how many times have anybody been like you know what you're really stupid about this you'd be like you know what i think you're exactly right i'm changing my mind that doesn't happen (laughs) that just does not happen well that old saying um that especially around here your grandma might have said you're going to attract a lot more flies with honey than vinegar yeah i've never heard that but that's actually no i've never heard that well my grandmother used to say that and not that we're trying to attract people and making them you know want to believe what we believe, but 
if you want to have a discussion with somebody, they're not even going to be open to discussing some yeah. of the something with you if they have seen something that you've posted maybe beforehand they're like well i know how they feel about that so i'm not even going to talk to them about that that shuts some doors that maybe you could have had if you had approached it differently yeah yep paul speaks a number of times in his letters about on the one hand we as christians can adorn the gospel and attract people toward jesus to make jesus attractive he is attractive in and of himself but the picture that people get of Jesus is is through his followers. So what are we doing to adorn the gospel versus a place like Romans 2, where Paul says um, that at some points the name of God is blasphemed among unbelievers because of us. Mm-hmm. So And it's because they, they look at us and they see our hypocrisy. They see our, our, um, our lack of love and our lack of gentleness, which is supposed to be evident to all. So these things are, are exactly what you guys are saying. I think it's um, it's an opportunity to either adorn the gospel on social media or to turn people off and away from Jesus. And with you saying, you know, saying that, one thing that made me think of, when someone is uh, bashing someone or when someone is complaining about something, that person that you're complaining to or trying to convince them of something, the only way you really convince someone of something, you have to have a relationship with them in the beginning as well. Mm-hmm. Like, you need to have a build a friendship or a relationship to get someone to really, you know, because if I'm talking to a stranger, there's just a stranger. Where My opinion is just like, well, that's just a stranger's opinion. When you lead someone to Christ... It doesn't. It's not a one-day thing. It is a process that you have to build a relationship with, and there has to be some trust there and some back and forth. Yes, like um, if if there's an opinion that let's say you have an opinion, Clay, that that's very different from something that I believe. Well, if a uh, somebody that I have no idea who they are online just speaks to that, it's not really going to draw my attention, and it's not going to be that effective and sticking in my mind. But Clay, because I know you, because I know your heart, and I know your character. I know your integrity, and I know your love for the Lord, and I also know you you care about me, and you're in my life. If you come up to me and talk to me about that same thing, that's going to carry a whole lot more yep. weight. So the just another argument of um, just the, the way that social media is not an effective means of persuading people yeah. to your side. No. Um, so let's, let's ask this. We're kind of already down this road a little bit. What are some of the dangers that we see? We've, we've hinted at this so far. What are some of the dangers that we see of social media that as Christians we need to avoid? One thing, when I think of Facebook and one thing that is bad, you'll see these little uh, posts that say, if you love God, re, you know, do this Repost or share this. this or, yeah. And if you don't, you're going to hell. You know, stuff like that. Is, like, Is that not true? <laughs> like that does nothing good and people... You know, sadly, some people probably see them, but oh, I gotta do it, or I'm I'm in trouble. Yes, yeah, stop everything because Jesus won't love me if I don't pass this on. And right. it used to be it used to be emails, forwarded yeah. emails. That's what it used to yeah. be. Yeah, now it's yeah, post. But any way that we can mislead anything that misleads people into thinking they're good, when in reality it means nothing, is a really bad thing. Yes, yes. Now there there's there's all kinds of opinions out there on. Um, the dissemination of fake news and false information on online and who gets to decide what is or is not false information. But woe to us as Christians if we 
get other people to think thoughts about God that are not true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. That that God is going to somehow not let you into heaven if you didn't pass on my Facebook post that needs to get a bunch of likes. Not to mention the fact that whoever started that thing is probably not a Christian at all. They're probably yeah. just looking somehow to um, capitalize on everybody else's gullibleness, yeah. so to speak. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that's one. Um, what's what are some other dangers of social media landmines that we need to avoid? Well, I. I'm thinking of this heavily right now because of our children at their ages. We have an 11-year-old and an 8-year-old, and they're not on any social media at all whatsoever. But we know that's coming down the road somewhere um, where they're, you know, they've even asked that a couple of times because they've seen other kids on social media, uh, like if they've got a phone with them or whatever, they have seen some of their friends interacting with some of that. And, um just knowing that they're children and they don't know all the right from wrong of what is on there. And it's extremely manipulative for a child of that age. They just don't understand the repercussions of what they're seeing all the time. Obviously, yes, I'm talking about people that could be predators. That is a real dangerous thing. But not only that, also just them thinking that this is a way of life, this is how I communicate with people, when in fact, no, it's not really, I mean, you can communicate with people that way, but it's not maybe the best way to communicate with people. Yeah, one thing that um, you guys don't know, uh, but I've actually got a, Lord willing, a guest lined up for a future podcast that hopefully is going to release in a couple weeks on digital parenting, parenting and technology. And so we're going to specifically talk a whole bunch on that podcast about how this relates to our kids, how can we protect our kids, what, what kind of things do we need to think about uh, when it comes to all these different social media platforms and how old do our need, kids need to be before they have access to these things, all that stuff. So we've got a, Lord willing, a guest lined up for that where we'll talk about uh, parenting and technology and the digital age and all that stuff. Um, what about, how about this one? Uh, one of the things that I see online that I've even done myself in the past, uh, but I every time I see it, it's like, you know, hand in your face, is venting. Um, when yeah. somebody gets on there just to, to blow off steam about someone or something that happened, uh, but immediately you, you can see that this is, this is not a good look for you. Um, every time I've done it, I've regretted it later. Every time I see it now, uh, especially from a Christian, I'm, I'm like kind of almost embarrassed for them. Like, don't go down that road. This is not the place for that stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, you saying that makes me think, you know, on Facebook, for example, there's something called Facebook memories that pops up. Yeah. And you will see things you post from a while back. And a lot of times it's like, makes you go, whoa, what was I thinking back then? Or what did you do? But like you said on that, when we do that, what we really end up doing is we're showing our darkness instead of our light. Yeah. Yeah. We are showing the, the bad in us because, you know, the Bible talks multiple times about this and like even where you're going with it i was thinking about the the elders with someone in a church membership when they do wrong you need to have to more than one witness and you need people to come in person yeah and, Math- and confront Matthew them 8, Matthew this 18. is not something we confront just over social media right this is a face-to-face thing right and sometimes people do that and one, you know, talking about bad things in social media, sometimes people will say things to each other online that they wouldn't dare say to each other in person. Yes. They feel entitled and they feel like they can because they're just behind a phone or a computer 
there's no repercussions. But no matter what we do, there's always repercussions. Yes. Good or bad, you know. Well, yeah. and I think that's rather a passive-aggressive way to deal with anger, mm. which is not healthy for any of us, right, no. to, to act that way because you're dealing it with in such a way that you, it's not a direct conversation. So you're right. You would never say some of those things yeah. face to someone else's face. Um, so you're just going ahead and saying whatever you want, thinking, well, you know, I'm not going to hurt anybody's feelings. They can just not read it if they don't want to. But that's not true. I mean, words do resonate with people, good or bad, and they stick with people. And whether we like it or not, some are resounding and they last for a long time and they, they leave lasting impressions on people, good Word, or bad. You know, words do matter. Some people will be like, well, it's just words. Because I guarantee there are words that each of us have heard from someone to us or that you still remember to this day. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Somebody, when we were kids, they'd say, sticks and stones may break my bones, but is words it, will never hurt it, me. Was it like Pee Wee Harmon or something, and I think? Whoever made that up, like, maybe you just never had anybody say anything that hurt you, but I've had them hurt yeah, me before. they really do. Mm-hmm. Um, Jennifer mentioned passive aggressiveness, um, which is a constant problem on social media. Clay and I see this all the time on Twitter with what they call now a subtweet where someone is is really yeah. insulting someone without giving their name. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And you can kind of tell what they're doing, even if you don't know who the person is, but a lot of times you'll know. Yeah. It's clear if you if you kind of know the situation or the, the lives of these people at all. Um, and so it's a, it's a way to insult somebody without coming out and insulting them, which is, number one, I think cowardly. Uh, but number two, you know, Facebook, like these guys have been saying, it's just not the place to regurgitate your negative emotions. It's not going to help you at all. And some people almost, almost think get on online just to try to, like, own someone. Yes. Mm. But, yes. like, and when you do that, you may, you may think to yourself, you know, I did that. Look at all these people liking it. But as soon as you get off there, like, you just have to go back to your normal life. Like, you really didn't accomplish anything. Yes, the especially lately, the mainstream media, both conservative and liberal, um, they are making news headlines out of this person owning that person, or this person slams this person, or this person ripped that person, and and they're they're almost wanting us to jump in that cesspool and get our kicks on it, get our entertainment on it, and if you're not careful, that will just that will just poison your heart over time. It's almost like if I don't listen to rap, but it's almost like rap battles, and they're like, "Yep, that person got them." Yeah, you know, it's yeah. literally what. Yeah, it is. And, and that's a mic drop moment for you. Congratulations, but yeah. um, you know, in the big scheme of things, what did you really accomplish for for, for yourself, yeah. but for the kingdom of Jesus? Yeah. Well, and that's I think we have to remember that the motivations a lot of times, I'd say most times, for those companies are cl- the clicks, the amount of clicks that they're getting during a day, and what is going to get the most clicks. It's going to be the things that produce anger and produce suspense, and that's the things that get clicks. So they're going, I mean, if we continue to just click on those things, those are going to be the things that we also build up into our hearts is anger and suspense. And it's not the good and pure things that get the clicks. So I think we have to be really careful in what articles we consume or what we do click on, and I'm guilty of it too. Please do not hear me wrongly and say that I don't ever do that. I have, I totally do. Um, but sometimes I have to realize, like, they're just, this is they're just doing this just to get me riled up. <laughs> and I'll catch myself looking at something, and I know there's going to be drama or something, and I'm like, and I catch myself looking back two hours later to see what else has been added. Yeah, and that's wrong of me. me too. But it's something that you know it is hard to say no sometimes. But like you said, Jennifer, 
the more we're exposed to it, the more likely we are to do it ourselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so what I hear is we have a human nature temptation with our flesh and our sinfulness to want to see um, people fighting, to want to, to see argument, uh, to want to hear gossip, mm-hmm. to want to click on the salacious story. And so as Christians, we, we, when we see something like that, when we see a headline, you know, such and such person owns another person, um, it, especially if it's your political party or your conviction against somebody else's and yours is coming out the quote-unquote winner, um, you're tempted to click on that. We should avoid that, not only so that we can not feed into that system where they get more clicks and more likes and more traffic, but so that we cannot feed our hearts. Yeah. With the um, the, the filth, basically, the getting our kicks with filth, yeah. so to speak. It's like it's almost like um, it's not pornography, but it's like pornography yeah. in a sense, right? Uh, every sin, you know, starts with one sin, goes to another. Yes, yes. So that that's a big danger. Um, here's here's a, a another one that I see over and over again on social media these days is someone who feels like they are the the one that needs to be calling out everyone else. They're the doctrine police, or they're the such and such political police, or whatever. And so it's they're they're the guy who goes around on social media just finding everyone else who is wrong and then pointing them out. And that's essentially their social media identity. Um, you, you can see this on YouTube. You know, somebody's YouTube channel is essentially just a channel, you know, geared toward telling other people why this and this person is wrong. Um, and it's the same kind of thing over time. That, that kind of attitude can poison your own heart if you're constantly looking out for who else is wrong. You can see this all throughout the, the New Testament with the Pharisees. Yeah. That's essentially their, um, their bread and butter. So we've got to be careful with that, I think, too, becoming that kind of person. Yeah. I, there's a, I want to point out in Philippians 4, verse 8, it says, Finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, Whatever is commendable, if there's any excellence, if there's any anything worthy of praise, think about these things. And that, it absolutely um, causes me to take a step back and think about that verse whenever I'm consuming anything, even if it's not social media, if it's um, TV or a book or whatever. I have to really think about, is this going to be something that's honorable, that's pure, that's going to be worthy of praise? And oftentimes I have to be like, no, that probably wouldn't be. So, I, you know, like it, it challenges me. It really, that really does confront my heart with that from, from, Bible, um, from Scripture. One thing I'll, I'll say before we move into kind of a different part of the conversation is when you go back and you look at someone's social media history, um, you can kind of see who that person is. And the reason that is, and employers do this, um, I think we, we do this every time we kind of um, you know find someone on social media, we don't know who they are, but we're trying to figure out if, if this person's trustworthy or whatever. But Jesus said, out of the overflow of the heart, the mouth speaks. And so if you are constantly having to resist posting you know things on social media that are going to make you look bad, if you're constantly having to resist posting things that wouldn't look or come across as Christian on social media, you need to check your heart and decide, okay, are, are you trying to hide the real you and the real you is not Christ-like? Yeah. Um, because out of the overflow of the heart, the mouth speaks. And so who you really are is going to start coming out online. And so because of that, you need to 
we we all need to look into our hearts and decide, okay, who am I really? Because if I can look at your Facebook profile and, and I can discern very quickly that you're a strong Republican, but I cannot discern at all that you're a Christian. Well, you might tell me you're a Christian, but something's of, missing. Yeah, out of the overflow of the heart, the mouth speaks. Mm-hmm. So that's a, a danger, I think, also for social media. Is you're, the real you is going to come through over time. Yeah. Can I turn it around, and I'm going to turn this conversation a little bit and say that there are some really positive aspects um, to social media, but um, you just have to know how to harness it correctly. Just like anything in life, we have to know how to harness something. And like I said, I, there's a group of women that we um, often will post prayer requests or concerns. There's also another group that I follow, and it's the Corey Ten Boom Something Ministries. And if you've never read her book, The Hiding Place, you should totally read it. But everything they post on there is either scripture or um, prayer concerns from all over the world. Mm-hmm. And it absolutely encourages my heart every time I read it. Um, because it shows Christians all over the world that have different struggles and things. And you pray for those, but you're also encouraged by it because you see that there's brothers and sisters in Christ everywhere, in all different walks of life. And it absolutely, every time I see those prayer requests, encourages me to see those. Yeah, so let's let's talk about that. Let's move in a different direction for a second. What are some of the blessings that you have received and been a part of through social media? With when COVID happened, one thing, me and Adam started doing these Facebook Live videos, you know, that is something, when you preach, John, we have, you know, certain amount of people that are here, but if you do something online, that can reach way, way more people, but just because, you know, it is something that people from all of their, people, you have friends from Lexington, Owensboro, the amount of people that can see something is just different. So that's a positive, but it also be a negative depending on what you put. Could yeah, be, but that that is a big positive, I think. A big blessing of social media is the ability to get information out quickly yep. to such a large group of people that you couldn't have otherwise done. Um, one of the ways that we've seen that be positive is, is it has kind of given power back to the people in different ways, whereas um, before there were, there were a lot of people who had no recourse to... Um, to to get attention with how they were being mistreated by the government yeah. or mistreated by police or things like that. And now you can make that widely available and all of a sudden people have to be held accountable because they know yeah. that they could be caught on video mistreating or oppressing this yeah. person. So that's been, especially for people who are, um, they don't have naturally as much power or influence in the world. That has been a positive, I think. Um, Jennifer mentioned Facebook groups. I'm I'm part of a Facebook group of pastors where we all share kind of concerns with prayer, or we bounce ideas off one another, or we ask each other, you know, hey, I'm experiencing this struggle at my church. What what have you guys found effective in um, in in addressing these things? So those have been big blessings in my life. That's good for you know, because like I said, you can't just you know meet up with all these ministers in person. Yeah, we just don't have time. You know. But we're, with that, and it's good to bounce off ideas of people from other churches, things like that. But another positive that I think social media that I really think about is, you know, you see pictures of people, someone getting baptized. Mm-hmm. And when you hear someone get baptized, it's amazing. But to sometimes, like Jesse James does it for our church, those pictures, when you see it, those pictures, the joy, it's just, it really makes you feel special. And it just really 
shows God's love and just God's grace of just wow. It just makes you say wow. Yeah, it, it's a way of like Romans 12, rejoice with those who rejoice. Yeah. Encouragement. Yeah, There's. I think there's a definite component to that that sometimes you may not have available, especially like what you said last year during COVID when we were all kind of locked down. Yeah. It was hard for us to find encouragement sometimes, you know, in our homes just being locked in all the time. But Facebook and other uh, social media outlets were encouraging because yeah. you could see people across the world helping each other trying to get through this time. I know we saw a lot of negative things too, but there were a lot of people trying to help one another during that time. And that was encouraging to me to see, yes, we're all struggling. This is all a difficult time for many, many people, but there's still good people helping other people in the world to, you know, not be oppressed or to, um, to, to help them to eat or help them to have clean water, just different things. That was encouraging. Yeah. At the end of first uh, Corinthians 12, like Paul's actually, or first Corinthians 14, I'm sorry chapter 14, Paul's actually talking about um, the Corinthians in their own church context, but he does say, let all things be done for building up, building up one another, right? And so we can really tear one another down in a lot of ways, but you can use social media uh, to build people up in some really great ways. And I've been, I've been built up and encouraged by some people who use their, 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 very good about using their Twitter account for encouragement mm-hmm. uh, and for building people up in Christ. And it's a blessing to me that that kind of comes into my day from out of nowhere from this person who doesn't even live in my city yeah. that I would not have received without this blessing of technology. So that's that's been a blessing to me. Um, I've also seen, uh, I, I don't know about you guys on this, but I've seen um, ways that people have shared stories, videos, or whatever that can really just brighten your day. It's, oh, yeah. it's almost like, um, it's, they're not serious, um, but they're just real real quick little things that make you smile or make you laugh. And um, I don't minimize those because for me, that can that can really put a like shot in the arm into my day, so to speak, when I see something and I've had a, I don't know, very discouraging morning or whatever, and somebody can really brighten me up. And sometimes it's, sometimes it's even really silly, but it gives me a good little... Um, kind of 30-second distraction from my day to show me, hey, you know, you're all right. The world's all right. We're going to be all right. Get back to work. Yeah, you, you you have opportunities to see things on social media. It's like videos on that that you would never been able to see. Yeah. Uh, I think, John, you may have seen it, that, you know, Ernie Johnson, the TNT, his son died. Yes, I saw have that. Have you seen that video? No, I haven't seen the video, actually. It's great, talking about his but son. I, I've and, heard Ernie Johnson talk about his son before. That's an amazing man. And Yeah, adopted a... You know, he chose to adopt uh, basically a special needs Yeah, from child. Russia, right? Yeah. And like I said, he chose. He could have had any kid. He chose that kid. And, he, of course, he died. But there was a video about, you know, that process and then, like, the TNT guys talking about Ernie with the son. And it's just, it's really sweet. And we a lot of times we think of social media as so awful. But there's a lot of really sweet moments that you see God's love in these Instances. Yes, that's Ernie Johnson on uh, NBA on TNT that you guys can go look up his story. It's really fantastic. But there, there's all kinds of those. They just come into your feed all of a sudden, and you wouldn't have been connected to that, that YouTube nope. video or that article or whatever that has been a super big encouragement. Or for me, uh, a lot of times I find videos and articles and links that really help out my ministry because I can I can all of a sudden grab something about the Bible that I didn't know before or um, just a, an, an article written by a biblical scholar that I didn't know existed until it came across my feed. And the ability to share the wealth of 
information that we have has, has just been a real blessing for me, and it sounds like for you guys too. Yeah. Um, okay, so any final closing thoughts on social media? Let's do this, actually. Let's go around. If you could kind of say uh, one or two sentences to every, every Christian on how to use or not use social media, what would you say? Clay, let's start with you. Think before you post. Uh, when you post something, it's there forever. God, of course, knows everything we say. But that gives people a way to see everything you say. Yeah. You know, they, they it doesn't go away. Screenshots. Uh, yeah. But most importantly, when we post something, would Jesus be okay with it? You know, would Jesus like it? Because I know when I was in high school, I remember doing, I, I would post something just to see if like a certain girl would like it. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. I would just do that. Yeah. But if we, if my mindset was when I post this, would Jesus like it is a little bit, obviously way more important. Well, that changes your mindset on it completely. If you start from that place in your heart and your mind, that totally changes how you use it, I think, social media. I would say, um, is it worthy of praise, of his praise? Not anybody else's praise, but his praise. Um, Because our whole existence is to glorify God. That's our whole existence. That's why we're here. That's what the Bible tells us. It's for his glory. Um, so is it glorifying to him or edifying to others, bringing, bringing glory to him um, by using that social media platform for whatever you're doing? Uh, if I could only say a few things, I would say it is okay for people on the Internet not to know your opinion on something. Like you do not have to put your opinion yeah, out there on every hot-button issue People don't have to know what you think. You don't have to virtue signal. This is not your community. Your community is the real people in your real life that you see face-to-face. Yeah. Yes. Those are the people that you need to be affecting for Christ and um, teaching and helping and encouraging. Everybody doesn't need to know what you think on every hot-button issue. And the, the other thing I would say is um, just beware of becoming obsessed with likes and, and views and retweets and, and all that stuff, because these things, they feed our sinful tendency toward the fear of man. The, the Pharisees were, were all about what is everybody going to think of us, and we're going to show our righteousness before men so that everybody can see it. Matthew 6, well, that's like virtue signaling on Facebook and Twitter. You know, I've got to let everybody know that I'm on the right side of this. Um, but they also had a fear of, um, of doing the right thing sometimes, because how it would, how it would come off um, and how it would it would lessen their people's view of their authority and uh, their influence. So not everybody has to know what you think about everything. It's it's okay to fade into the background. It's okay to not be on there. I mean, think about every time you think about that stuff. Think you know before the internet existed, human beings were okay. Yes. <laughs> they were fine. We lived and went on. Yep. Yep. Um, so let let's end the conversation there. I think there's a lot of good food for thought there. Um, Thank you so much for joining us here on the Hands-On Theology Podcast again. Uh, as always, remember Deuteronomy 32:47, where it talks about God's Word. It says, they are not just idle words for you, they are your life. Thanks, Clay, for being here today. I enjoyed it. Thank you for having me on. All right, and uh, Lord willing, we'll see you guys uh, shortly for another episode of the Hands-On Theology Podcast. See you later. See you guys.